This is a broadcast of SmallCapVoice.com, a financial communications and investor relations firm. SmallCapVoice.com receives payment for investor relations and financial consulting services that it provides to its clients. You should assume that officers, directors, and employees of SmallCapVoice.com or financial analysts mentioned and their families hold a position and intend to trade in these securities for their own accounts. This is not an offer or recommendation to buy or sell securities. Information in this broadcast is presented solely for informative purposes and is not intended to be nor should it be construed as investment advice. As in all investments, an investment in a featured company carries an investment risk. Listeners should review the company thoroughly with a registered investment advisor or registered stockbroker. This broadcast does not purport to be a complete study of the featured company or other companies mentioned. Information used and statements of fact have been obtained from the featured company and other sources but not verified nor guaranteed by smallcapvoice.com as to completeness or accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice. You're wired in smallcapvoice.com. Following is a presentation of smallcapvoice.com, today's leader in investor relations, capital formation, and retail support. Now, with your online business briefing, smallcapvoice.com's Stuart T. Smith. Welcome back, everybody, and once again, thank you for taking the time to check in on us at smallcapvoice.com and our online business briefing, which you're tuned into now, where we shine a spotlight on some of the freshest and smartest plays here in the market today. To that end, we are speaking to Sus Global Energy, traded on the OTCQB under the ticker symbol SNRG. Now, I want you to take a look at this company via their website, which is exactly that, susglobalenergy.com. Please pay special attention to the Investors tab and then click on the Presentations and Events. Lots of great information there, current information on the company. I want you to follow along as we speak to the president and chairman of the company, Mark Hazut. Mark, welcome to the show and thanks for taking the time to call in. Thank you, Stuart. Absolutely. Mark, if you would, for those who are not familiar with your company, let's start with your business model, the markets you operate in, and what it means to be a leader in the circular economy. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, very good, Stuart. Sus Global Energy has a very interesting business model. Basically, we take in source-separated organic streams from municipalities and we process them. What this does is it diverts from sending these uh, streams, uh, organic waste, to landfills. And this is very important because what it does is it reduces greenhouse gas emissions. And, of course, part of the climate change initiative, uh, you want to divert from, from the landfill. So then what uh, Suscobal does is it processes the, the organic waste and produces through a proprietary process an organic slurry. This slurry can be piped or trucked to a uh, anaerobic digester to produce biogas or electricity to the grid. Then, of course, uh, Susquehanna will take back the digest state and through another proprietary process and heat treating process, including proprietary enzymes, produces a pathogen-free organic liquid fertilizer. This is one of our regenerative products and this is what makes us a leader in the circular economy basically we take a waste product organic waste and we produce these regenerative products such as compost organic compost and organic uh, liquid 
pathogen-free fertilizer. So you have the whole circular economy, there is no waste, as opposed to a linear economy in which we are in that is not sustainable, basically use and discard. Whereas here we use, we reuse, we reproduce regenerative products, such as our uh, trademark product, Suscro, which is a pathogen-free liquid fertilizer in a condensed form that is mixed with uh, 100 or to 200 parts with water, and it's used in the agriculture industry. And it, it's a product that has been very successful for the company with the significant margins. Well, listeners, the future of energy is going to have to be renewable energy. That's not a debate we need to have. I think that's pretty much the state of mind, Mark, that the societies around the world have come to grips with, which puts your company in kind of that proactive state as opposed to the reactive state. You're already thinking along those lines. Now, when we talk about the amount of organic waste being produced by societies at large, and that's around the world, you know, it might be hard to extrapolate right now for you, but this has got to be a massive potential market that you're operating in as well. Without a doubt, Stuart. So millions of tons of organic waste are produced by society and uh, municipalities are responsible for the uh, management of these organic waste streams. Most of these waste streams go to landfill, but that is no longer sustainable. Um, First, landfills are they're just filling up too quickly. Land is becoming much too valuable. And uh, we must divert in order to reduce the greenhouse gas emissions. And so there's no real infrastructure in place other than transfer stations such as the Susquehanna sites that take in the organic waste and process it and produce these regenerative products. So absolutely the future is to take the organic waste, divert from the landfill, and the municipalities are actually auditing these, uh, how much uh, organic waste is being diverted from landfill, because uh, if you're in a country that has a cap-and-trade system, you will be able to obtain cap-and-trade or carbon credits for it. For example, Susquehanna has four uh, different uh, revenue streams. One, of course, is the tipping fee that it charges to municipalities for all the tonnage of organic waste streams that comes in. Then, of course, the biogas that's produced or the electricity to the grid. The the third revenue stream is the regenerative products such as organic compost or the liquid pathogen-free fertilizer. And the last revenue stream is, of course, the carbon credits that we receive when uh, we divert from the landfills and they're audited. Well, and as my mind works forward, as the timeline continues down this road, there's a lot of ancillary services associated with those revenue streams that you just pointed out, but I kind of see the evolution happening here, and your company's going to try to manage this chain from start to finish with a full range of services that you just pointed out. Now, to accomplish this, you're going to need a strong management team. You're our guest today, Mark, chairman and president of of the company. Let's talk a little bit about you and other key members of the management team. Tell us about your background. Oh, my background is in the capital markets. I saw this opportunity four years ago when I met the CEO, who's a very seasoned CEO who um, is a chemical engineer and has been working in Asia for the last 20 years with landfill gas capture and waste, organic waste processing. And we've taken this technology and now through these proprietary processes are able to execute on our plan Sasquobo is also fairly disruptive in not building digesters, 
so the, the capital costs, there's a sufficient, that's what makes the model disruptive. There are sufficient dig- anaerobic digesters out there that are working inefficiently or with wastewater treatment plants that have additional capacity. And we already have our technology has been proven. Uh, the government of Canada, uh, through a R&D program, we've been able to show that our processes using thermophilic and mesophilic heat in these digesters that we're able to produce these products and maximize the biogas production. So we can actually set up a transfer site adjacent to wastewater treatment plants and pump in our slurry, bring their biogas production to uh, its maximum capacity. Because the problem has been over the last several decades, anaerobic digesters are not a new technology, but the problem is the feedstock. You have to constantly be feeding these digesters in order to maximize your biogas production and and eventually the electricity to the grid if you run that biogas through a generator. Having said that, uh, there's ample digester capacity, whether it's a farm digester, a wastewater treatment plant digester, that we can set up our sites throughout North America adjacent to wastewater treatment plants and divert these organic waste streams from landfills. And taking this initiative to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and and be part of this, you know, the climate change initiative. Well, very good. Listeners, once again, SUS Global Energy Corp traded on the OTCQB under the ticker symbol SNRG. Mark, as you look back on the year 2019, what do you see as some of the major milestones the company's been able to achieve so far this year? Well, our revenues um, have grown exponentially, and we are now actually this quarter cash flow positive. We are executing on the plan. Our sites are, the capacity at our sites are increasing. We are obtaining more and more municipal contracts. We're looking at uh, our second operation and then our first operation in the United States. Uh, so we definitely are, are growing. The revenues are growing. This is a company that has municipal contracts. We're paid. Uh, we don't have to chase uh, clients for payment. These are contracts with, you know, with government bodies and agencies and municipalities. So we're really looking forward to 2020 now, where we will be at full capacity on one of our projects, and then, of course, bringing online our second project, and at the end of 2020, our third project, and then mass production of our Susgro pathogen-free liquid fertilizer, which is really what's going to put this company on the map with the margins and the type of demand for organic uh, fertilizers globally. There's a, that demand is growing exponentially for obvious reasons. There's so much demand for organic uh, products and organic agriculture and so forth. Well, with so much demand and that demand growing as, this, as we, the world population grows, we're going to create more of this organic waste. Uh, what do you see as some of the major goals for the company rounding out 2019 and into 2020? Well, so 2019, we anticipate the full expansion of our full transfer site, which uh, can process 120,000 tons per annum. The second project, we're expecting to be pumping the slurry that we produce into a wastewater treatment plant, working closely with the municipality and their utilities, the the municipality's utilities company, in terms of the uh, energy that we'll produce. And then, of course, in 2020, bringing our manufacturing of the Susgrove product to 
global markets, uh, that will increase our revenues exponentially. And of course, the, the margins are quite significant on, on that product. We can produce 1,000 liters of the Susco product for every a ton of organic waste process. So we start doing the numbers, those numbers are quite significant and, and we're looking forward to those revenues as they grow exponentially for this company. Well, we've talked a lot about the business model, the market, and the technology for the company. But on the corporate side of things, you and I were talking before the show, one very important goal for the company as well is to list this company on a higher exchange. Again, you're on the OTCQB under the ticker symbol SNRG. But tell me about some of the goals for the company as it relates to an uplisting. So the company has retained a U.S. counsel that will be um, assisting in uplisting the company to a, a major exchange. We look forward to making this application in 2019. I believe that the company is, is now in compliance with all the listing requirements other than the share price, but we hope that based on the developments and the news flow and the balance of the year and, and continued revenue growth that uh, we will be able to uplist to a major exchange. Well, listeners, as I've mentioned several times, the company's website is full of great information, susglobalenergy.com. I've been inside this website the entire time. If you go to the company's tab, click on the overview, you're going to hit so many of the highlights that Mark gave us, as well as clicking on the technology tab. You can learn about each one of the technologies in depth. And of course, as I pointed out earlier, the investor relations tab has some great presentations for you under the presentations and events. Events. Well, Mark, chairman and president of the company, we appreciate your time, your personal insight, and your candor into your exciting company. We hope for great things for you and SNRG here in 2019 and well beyond. Thanks for your time today, Mark. Thank you, Stuart. All right. For Mark Kazoot of Sus Global Energy, this is Stuart Smith of smallcapvoice.com saying thanks so much for listening. Smallcapvoice.com today's leader in investor relations, capital formation, and retail support provides its clients with the highest level of service. Our audio interviews are disseminated to one of the largest opt-in audiences available today. How? We at smallcapvoice.com believe in aligning and affiliating ourselves with other leaders within the investor relations community. By sharing resources, each affiliated firm is made that much stronger and each client is served that much better. Our focus is to identify and provide the very best financial services and solutions available to clients and their shareholders. For more information about our services, please call us at 512-267-2430 or visit us on the web at www.smallcapvoice.com.